I am 3D printing now. You are 3D printing now. How has your 3D printing experience been? It's been fun. Um, you know, are, I don't are feel you like jealous I'm... that dad's printer goes faster? Than yours? Uh, absolutely, <laughs> yes. No, without a doubt. Um, uh, you know, it, it's funny because I like built it and I printed like my first three things, and I was like, "This would be sweet if I could do this faster." <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to be like, "Oh, you know, I'll just dump another five hundred dollars or something in to get it." I mean, and I think there's probably a lot of not a lot of, but there's room between what I have and $500 where I could probably get something in the middle. But at the same time, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, if I keep using this thing, I'll just use credit card rewards to get a bamboo or something and call it a day, whether it's the A1 or, you know, P1S or whatever. Yeah. I mean, depending on how many credit card points you want to use, I mean, the P1S with the AMS system, which for those who aren't familiar the p1s is a particular printer by bamboo and the ams is their um like i don't know what a i don't remember what ams stands for the m and the material yeah automatic material system so you can use multiple materials it can basically run four at a time or you can run four ams systems together to run 16 colors or 16 different materials uh or combinations thereof uh through the 3d printer pretty cool stuff um but yeah, I mean, it really just depends on how much money you want to spend. And if if like if you're just looking to do small stuff, like the A1 Mini would probably be fine. You know, like I'm not looking to do small stuff. You know why? <clears throat> because the because because like, you saw Andy's like Iron Man helmet that he's making for Henry, and you're like, I want one. <laughs> no, that's cool and all, but like the next thing that I would want to make is a fucking uh, identity disc from Tron. And yeah, there it's just the guy that modeled it out. It's like just it's just too big to fit on mine. Like it's yeah. like it fits just fine on your guys's thing. So. That would be yeah. I I don't know. I don't I don't think I could go for the mini. I think I'd have to go for the the big one. But um, yeah, I, 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 it's gonna be a while. Um, yeah. But it, well, I have uh, been having a lot of fun. For the listeners, we uh, our our father turned seventy, and we bought him a three D printer for his birthday because that's yes. how big of nerds we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we wanted to share the nerdery with him. And as I explained to him, as he was, you know, as we were setting it up, I'm like, this is, this is a different level of nerd. Like, <laughs> cause it really is, uh, on, in many ways. But, um, I think what he, well, he was trying to print off like a phone holder or something for his car and it failed on him. And he was like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I felt kind of bad, but it's part of the process. Like it's, it's like, Cause he, he was like, Oh no, like what happened here kind of thing. And then Andy gave like a one word answer and I'm like, Andy, you dick. Like <laughs> gave a very Andy answer to it. Yeah, yeah. Just like help out a little bit, man. And like, I kind of jumped in and was like, Hey, like, yeah, like this is part of the process. Like it really is like failing for sure. You know, I like it. Like I said, I, I spent a few hours printing something this weekend and like four, four and a half hours roughly this weekend printing stuff. And then like four and a half hours at work printing stuff for none of it to work <laughs> like, mm-hmm. which totally happens like i'm working on keychain jigs for the laser and like I, the number of prototypes i've printed off to try out to see how the keychains fit and how it functions in the laser i have a stack of them at work like i literally like, like 
I, so so like I I've been trying to make that Mr. Case um yep. as you know but for the listeners my Mr. whatever like I have just a bunch of like you know I'm like I don't want to throw these out cuz but it's just so I was like looking at a YouTube video this dude who bought this um what is it called? I'm trying to think of what it was called. One of the grinders to like grind up the the well, it's the, not, it wasn't. It's not a pelletizer, but it's a filament. It, it it makes filament from pellets. Like it's a it's a homemade like filament. A homemade extruder. Yeah, exactly. It's an extruder yeah. of some kind, and um, uh, and he was kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't know that it's worth it for people that aren't recycling a lot of filament, but it is cool and whatever, and it'd be fun to make, but. You know, I don't, I feel like I don't just want to throw these out. I think it would be interesting to try and do something with them, but I oh, just no, don't I, know I have, I have a whole scrap junk box over in the corner upstairs yeah. here. And then my one garbage can that I have up in my office is mostly filled with 3D printing scraps <laughs> and like, and waste. Because um, it is an incredibly wasteful process to a certain extent. Um which I do like bamboo labs again, revolutionizing 3d printing for everyone. But also I think, I think I said, I don't remember if I said this to you or Andy, but bamboo labs has like their, when they, when the, when the system is changing colors or before every print, it like purges filament to like, make sure you're getting good flow rate and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the, it's the, they are the HP of the 3d printer world where they're basically making you burn off like, some filament or in HP's <laughs> case, like you have to waste a bunch of ink, which every inkjet printer has an ink waste tank on it for it to clear, like basically clear the heads of the printer so it can continue printing. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the bamboo labs, 3d printing world of that, where it purges material ahead of you actually printing your thing to make sure you're getting a good flow rate. So you get a good result. It works. It has a purpose, but it yeah. creates a lot of waste. And there are ways of, of changing the amount of purging that it does to reduce the amount of waste. But I think that'll be Bamboo Lab's next thing is like coming out with their home system of how to fi- how to turn all of your scraps into filament, like again, kind of thing. Um, yeah. I don't know if it'll be them, but somebody should do it uh, just because I feel like it does create an exceptional amount of waste that should just be we should do something with it. But I also know, I'm pretty sure PLA is specifically like a bioplastic of sorts, like made from like corn waste of some sort, but yeah, I don't know how like biodegradable it actually is. It's probably not very, but I think, I think it like it, I'd be surprised. I'm sure there's other people out there that are trying to find ways of like, Oh, we will recycle your PLA or send it to us. And if you send us X amount of, kilograms of waste will send you a free spool of recycled filament or something like that i feel like yeah. that's there's something there but who I, knows? i'm sure it exists to some extent and just like i was like i've been saying in our brother chat like i i found that um filament company out of troy yeah that that makes filament here in michigan and i'm i'm interested in trying it out one because they have some really cool colors Mm-hmm. Um, but also because like, why wouldn't it, like, why wouldn't I want to work with a Michigan based company like, and keep things local? Yeah. Uh, and just like, cause on their website, it says like, if you order by 5 PM, like your order's ready in 15 minutes and you can pick it up locally. Like that's kick ass. Like I don't necessarily want to wait three days to go pick up filament or, or, or to have filament shipped into me. Like maybe I don't want to like 
deal with micro center and the smells and the neck beards to get filament, you know, lines. Yeah. So plus I've been shying away from like the cheaper, like I I used to use a lot of inland PLA, which inland is, is micro centers brand of, of filament. Uh, and I'm using fancier stuff now like Polymaker and Bamboo Labs and um, and Overture. And so like this company, Polar Filament, um, again, they have some cool looking colors that I'd love to give a shot. And they're using cardboard spools, which is less wasteful than the plastic spools. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, 3D printing is just too cool, man. Again, yeah. I could talk about it for days, much like food. You could talk about <laughs> food for a long time. But I haven't really eaten anything fancy lately, so I I don't really have any food to talk about. Or beverages for that matter. It's been pretty stagnant in the food and beverage department. I'm uh I'm I think I told you I'm off the the caffeine at the moment, which honestly is sad. I like caffeine. <laughs> yeah. Not for any like specific health reason other than like I got sick at the end of the year and started detoxing and was like, I'll just keep going with this because then maybe I won't be so reliant. And I do feel weirdly like less groggy in the morning, which is nice. But um, but I do certainly lag in the afternoon. It's hard to not just yeah. like have something to pick me up. But yeah, so not a whole lot of beverages uh here either so um but yeah no i did watch true detective yeah you were uh, saying that it's more it seems more spooky yeah it feels like they're playing a little bit more into the horror that i don't think they've done in since the the first season right the first season i think is maybe the most out of the first three but this feels an, like another level uh, to me because I, f- okay, you know, the first season I think felt kind of witchy in a lot of ways. You it, know, yeah, I mean, it was like occult and like yeah. it was more thriller sense and less yeah. horror. But it could yeah. have leaned into the horror, like they they could have gone down that road a little bit, and they really didn't. They were very reserved with it, which is good and bad, I think. Um, I I do I that first season is just so good, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I like season three a lot as well. Yeah. Um, this um this episode seemed quite good, and I'm excited to see more. I think it's only six episodes. Um, this season. Interesting. Um, Jodie Foster is really great. It's nice to see her acting in something uh interesting again. Um, and I hope like. I hope it delivers, you know, I'm not that invested in it in a sense of like, I don't like the track record's been spotty enough that I'm not like, oh, this better be good. But, um, no, I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty solid and I'm excited to see more. Um, I was disappointed in the intro yeah, because the intro, I think the intro to season one of true detective is one of the best TV intros of all time, period. Yeah. Like, hands down that the imagery with that music is great. Um, and I don't think this season delivers on that, uh, particularly well. Um, but maybe, maybe it'll grow on me. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, true detective, quite good. Cool. 
Um, I also watched um, two two movies that are in like award season contention. One of which was Past Lives, which is more of like a how would I describe? I mean, it's a drama for sure. I would call it a drama, but um, just the story about two kids who grew up in Korea, but then one of them emigrated away and they reconnect later in life and kind of what that them, them kind of examining what could have been in a lot of ways. Um, and I thought that was pretty powerful and good. Um, no major stars in it. Greta Lee is in it and she was in, um, the morning show is maybe one of her bigger credits right now um on apple tv plus but then the other one that we watched was um anatomy of a fall which is a it's a french film um and it's about the aftermath of somebody falling from a house basically yeah i don't really know how else to put it but interesting um it was very good and it's very gripping despite the fact that it's two and a half hours of just people talking (laughs) and oftentimes in French, there's a lot of English in the movie too. Um, but it's a very interesting study on like the subjectivity of relationships and how like you might think, you know what people mean and what they what they have done and what the situation is like when you're looking from the outside. But the reality is that like even two people in a relationship might be experiencing things differently. Uh, it's just kind of like a very like heady experiment in that realm. And, uh, I thought it was very good. Um, so yeah, anatomy of a fall. Nice. Uh, I started to watch Louder Milk on Netflix, which is Ron Livingston of Office Space fame, and it has mm. Will Sasso on it, and he's basically like a, I don't know, I don't want to, what's the premise of this? Uh, Sam Louder Milk is a recovering alcoholic, substance abuse counselor with a bad attitude, manages to piss off everyone. Although his drinking is under control, he discovers that when your life is a complete mess, getting clean is the easiest part. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, uh, like... I don't know what made me want to watch it other than it's Ron Livingston and I like office space and, uh, it seems to be pretty fun so far and Will Sasso's in it and I like Will Sasso. Um, and there's a couple other comedians that are in there. There's also pretty good, like Brian Regan's part of it too. Um, and then I watched the latest Dave Chappelle special, um, which I know is or can be divisive because (laughs) a lot of people don't like Dave Chappelle right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I just want to say that despite all of that, I still think he is a genius. And I mean that, like, I think, as I've said in the past, that wit and um, and and, uh, and intelligence are very closely tied. I think he's probably one of the more intelligent people. I, I, I really applaud his uh, willingness to not fight back against his critics, but to kind of be like, to kind of just 
what's how, how do I want to say this? He's not fighting back against him. He's just kind of being like, but look at it this way. Like he's, he, he, his, his willing, his, his, the way he, he fights for the rights of an artist to be an artist hmm. and how he feels about that. Like, I just really, um, he, he said it in an interview recently just about how it, you know, the, his, his critics give him all this trouble about everything that he says, but what they don't understand is, you know, he, he's an artist doing his art. And if you're going to stifle that and silence him from doing that, then like you're silencing everyone else who does art moving forward because it just, it's, it's going to lead everybody down a really, really bad path of like no longer being to express themselves in any way, shape or form without pushing buttons that you don't want to push. And, uh, I just, I think, um, the way he, he, he's much more eloquent with his words than I am because I'm clearly not a smart person, but he, he's just, uh, I really, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say like, I feel for him per se, but like, I understand where he's coming from when he's that fighting poor for millionaire. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. <laughs> no, uh, I, know. I know. I'm just, I'm, I, I I'm mean it strictly from the you. standpoint of an artist of like, I would, I don't want anyone ever telling me what to do. Like as an artist, like I don't want somebody telling me what I can and can't say or, or, or draw or paint or anything because it hurts their feelings or whatever. Like I understand the idea of punching down and everything that people talk about, but I also understand the idea of like, it's like, it does lead you down a very difficult path. If you start silencing people, because then you're, you're silencing the whole conversation in general, instead of having the conversation, you're just shutting it down. And I don't agree with shutting down the conversation because I am the type of person who likes to understand things, no matter what the viewpoint is. Like, I want to under, like, if you have a different viewpoint from me, like, I want to know why you think that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to know, like, I don't want to tell you you're wrong and I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but I'm go- I'm going to ask you, like, why do you feel the way that you feel about this thing that you're talking about so strongly? Um, similar to how I have, you know, I had had, cause I don't talk to him anymore cause he thinks I hate him, but I had a friend who, um, was a Trump supporter and that's fine. You want to be a Trump supporter. Why? Like, let me understand why you feel this way. Like what, how has your life gone so wrong during those, <laughs> those eight years of Barack Obama that Donald Trump was like your answer to that. And not because like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Trump supporter. And I think that's fine. You can be a Trump supporter if you want to be a Trump supporter. That's fine. I will I will love you all the same. Uh, but I want to know why you feel that way. Mm. And this person was not willing to have that conversation because they thought it was going to alter my opinion of them as a person. And it didn't. Because I already knew the way they felt. But I wanted to know why they felt that way. Mm. And I just was never able to get that conversation out of them. And I don't, I don't think that's ultimately what ruined the relationship between me and this other person. Uh, it, but the relationship is no longer there. I haven't spoken to this person in probably seven or eight months now. And it's somebody I used to talk to regularly. 
And the last time I called him, he pretended like he didn't know who I was. And I was like, okay, like, that's weird. (laughs) So clearly that relationship has ended, which is sad because it's someone whose opinion I actually valued and someone who's a company I enjoyed like to hang out with and like do nerdy stuff with because he was a nerdy person at heart. But besides the point, the point being, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm here to understand why people feel the way they feel. And I like understanding that. And I'd like having those conversations. And, um, when it comes to Dave Chappelle and everything he's dealing with, uh, in, in his world of comedy and art and everything, like I just find the conversation to be interesting uh, so I'm not going to limit myself by not having that conversation. Uh, I did enjoy this special. I thought it was pretty funny, ultimately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the only thing that, like, uh, as somebody who hasn't kept up on everything Dave Chappelle, number one, from his comedy, number two, to his controversies and the things surrounding him, like... Uh, Listen, I met him and he told me my beard was cool, so... Well, that's great. Uh, that's great. But I, I think, like... It, We're friends now maybe he has a good point and like stifling the conversation but at the same time like he's still getting to make netflix specials no he's and that's still, that's kind of still that's, he still has his platform nobody's nobody's silencing him like that's he's part not of his point canceled. but but he's also not saying like like he's saying like you got to stop acting the way you're acting to try and cancel people because you're not you're not doing anybody a like a favor by doing this like he's he's doing the favor by allowing the conversation to continue in a way i just think he's maybe not uh, of the secondhand shit that i've heard from other people that have watched the specials it sounds like he's like yeah we should keep the conversation up but he's not really contributing to the conversation he's just saying that we should keep it up like it's not it I don't think he's coming from a good faith place of like, let's talk about it and hash it out. It's simply just, I want to be able to say what I want to say and, and have it out there and still be able to say it and make all the money that I normally make. But that's without the thing is, having, is, without, I, I want my actions to not have consequences is kind of what it sounds like he's trying to say, but that's not how the world works is my opinion. I, I don't think he's necessarily saying that, but what I do think, and, and I'm, who am I to put words in his mouth or, or explain his intent because I can't like, I'm not him. You're not but, him. Yeah. Um, I think he tried to have the conversation, especially with, I don't know if it was the previous special or the one before it, but he tried to sit down with, um, the LGBTQ community to have the conversation. And he said, watch my whole special and then come talk to me about it. But don't come to me, talk and try to talk to me about something you haven't even listened to or watched the whole thing of like, yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there that watched every second of it and probably have very well reasoned arguments. And it just sounds like he's not seeking them out is my, opinion on the matter he's I, not no, i i think he already not, tried to and just was shut down in that I don't respect know that, like, I, like i think i think there's probably a lot of people who would have been willing to talk to him about it and who who probably laid it all out there very well once again i'm not like keeping up on the news in the lgbtq community but 
Like there are a lot of critical YouTubers and writers out on the internet that have written at length after watching his entire special. And if he doesn't want to hear them out because he thinks they're wrong, then he's the one stifling the conversation. Honestly, he's not growing beyond the conversation to me, to me, the way that it sounds is that being mired in this divisiveness is probably driving engagement. It's the same reason that Facebook wants to make you mad. If you're angry about it, you come and watch it and I make more money. Netflix is okay with it because it makes people want to subscribe and see his work. It's just this loop of like, we, we, we want to make more money. So we make you angry. So we keep it going. Like, the that's, wonders of capitalism in this yes, day and, and that's, age. M- maybe that's my pessimistic view of it all. Like, I, I mean, I don't think you're wrong by any means. I think it, it absolutely has a lot to do with it. But even I, if I just Dave I Chappelle think, didn't truly feel the way that, like, if he's just performing an art and he doesn't truly feel the way that, or even if he does truly feel that way, I don't think we would know or hear about it because he can continue to make money this way. Is <laughs> kind of the way that I think about it. And to me, I don't think that's coming from a place of good faith and having the conversation that he wants to have. But I don't know. I just I I listen to like I I've watched all of his specials, and I feel like especially his more recent ones, he always has like very, um, he has meaningful. They're not even bits, but they're like anecdotes and things that like he says that and tells you about uh, and and they always have like a good like a. a a, a well, you know, well-meant, good-spirited message behind them that ultimately can apply to everyone in some way, shape, or form. But I think people are so blinded by what has offended them that led to that. Like whatever, whatever conversation was being had that offended them ahead of that, and then he gets to this good point. They're so blinded by that previous conversation that they just overlook. The ov- like the overall like whatever he was trying to get across at the end, kind of thing, which is I think sh- kind of shameful, just because I feel like again his these these overarching arching overarching messages that he's trying to give people of like being good to each other and you know whatever else I am drawing a blank right now, but he I feel like he means well by those messages and the rest of it is just. You know, it's 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 comedy or whatever you want to call it. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. Like other other comedians can be equally as offensive, if not more so, in other ways that have nothing to do with the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of the stuff that um, Tom Segura says is <laughs> is just fucking awful, but it's <laughs> it's funny. Like it's just funny. Like I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, I, and, and, you know, I've been listening to the bad friends podcast with Bobby Lee and, uh, and Andrew Santino and, uh, just the way they make fun of each other is so funny to me. And a lot of that is Andrew Santino doing his goofy Bobby Lee accent that mm-hmm. sounds nothing like Bobby Lee at all, <laughs> but more like a very stereotypical version of what you one might think Bobby Lee is. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just so ridiculous. 
and and part of it's funny because it's so exaggerated. Yeah. It's similar to my whole concept of the proper way of mocking someone is to mock them in a way in which it sounds absolutely nothing like them as a person (laughs) with the sole result of them looking at me and saying, I don't even sound like that. (laughs) If I can get that response out of someone by mocking them, I have won the mocking. Like it just is so funny to me. Mission accomplished. It, it, it there's it nothing brings me more joy than to be sitting down with Corey and having a conversation with him and just choosing a random line he says and saying it in the stupidest voice I possibly can <laughs> with the sole purpose of him looking at me stopping mid sentence and just going I don't even fucking sound like that <laughs> that is a win and that's comedy like I yeah. I don't know. My whole point sure. being, everybody just needs to be good to each other in general. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, anyways, my computer doesn't generate enough heat on its own to keep me warm, and so I'm kind of <laughs> cold right now upstairs. <laughs> well, we and my be 3D done, printer's been turned off. Uh, I had it on all weekend running stuff. Yeah. And uh, it kept the upstairs fairly warm. But now it's been <laughs> off and the heat's gone away because it's like negative 10 outside right now. It's With horrible. the wind chill. So I'm going to say we should call it here. Sounds good. I'm done. And uh, I hope anyone listening to that last bit didn't find any offense i'm not trying to offend anyone i'm only trying to understand and if you want to have a conversation with me about it i am all ears and willing to have that conversation whether you want to message me privately or message us through the midwest game nerds at gmail.com email address Uh, i'm happy to have those conversations because i again i just want to understand the mindset of anyone really not not anyone specific but everyone in general, I want to know why you think the way you think, because I find it fascinating the way people's minds work. Um, case in point, I still to this day don't have any clue how some of my employees think at work. This is a complete <laughs> side note. I don't get it. I just don't <clears throat> understand their mindset. And I haven't figured out the way to ask them what the fuck without (laughs) hurting their feelings and i want to figure that out so if anyone has any ideas uh we'll start our midwest human resources podcast and uh get that Uh, one started how frequently i arrive back at the george carlin bit of if you think of yourself as of of uh of average intelligence, average just intelligence. remember that more than half, more than 50% of people are dumber, are dumber than, than you, you are. Yes. Yeah. That's like, keep coming back to that because it still feels very true. God, it, it, it hits <laughs> so hard. Cause I think I'm like, that's the thing is I think I'm like, I think I'm above average, which in mm-hmm. fact means that most people are yeah, dumber than the me. majority of, yeah. Which is incredible. That means there's because, a lot of them out there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> It's yep. it's pretty astounding. Anyways, uh, yeah, a, a, anyone listening, again, not trying to get on anyone's bad side uh, and not trying to just, like, sugarcoat any of it, but legitimately, if anyone ever wants to have those conversations, like, I'm happy to have them and welcome them because 
again, I come from a place of wanting to understand. So hopefully you listeners see it and hear it that way. And maybe you want to have those conversations with me. And if so, please reach out. I'm happy to. So anyways, that being said, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.